0: Designated Drinker Show. We are the podcast that's Raising the Bar on craft cocktails. I, I am Louise Salas, your host on this very delicious journey. And speaking of delicious, with me is my friend. If she, if I am the Mac, she is the cheese. The very talented mixtress, D.C. Gina. Thank you, Louise. I like that one. I thought you were going to say, if you were the Mac, I'm the daddy. I was like, yay, yes, give it to me. <laughs> Well, that would be boasting too much. I don't know if I'm that much mac. I'm Uh, probably more like the macaroni. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So speaking of tasty treats, wait till you meet today's guest. His journey has been filled with some highs and there's been some lows. And he's definitely uh, had many lessons learned the hard way. But through it all he just seems to continuously rise to the top and it's really kind of cool to hear his story i can't wait for him to share it with you um so please with no further ado welcome our next designated drinker the amazingly talented and hopefully my new bff sorry Gina. um <laughs> adam greenberg hello, chef hello. and yes. owner hey. to the soon to be opened soon to be open yeah. coconut club
1: yeah i think i've entered into the uh the long-awaited coconut club, club <laughs> that's going to come out that I'm going to dread. Uh, yeah, so thanks. Well, thanks for having me today.
0: Absolutely. You know, it just builds in up anticipation. We're all just like, you know, yeah. Salivating, waiting. Yeah. Salivating. Salivating. something like that. Waiting yeah. with bated breath. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> His <laughs> restaurant is
2: marinating. We're salivating. You We're go. using
0: adjectives to describe it. We got a lot of eating. eating. We a lot of eating.
2: Mm-hmm. We're eating and embedding. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everyone
1: knows this experience in D.C., so everyone sort of just sits back and laughs at like, he thought he'd be open in ten months. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Dates. So yeah, it's Dates, sort of it's sort of funny like that. Yeah. Uh, welcome yeah. to the South, Adam. Welcome yeah. to the South. Yeah.
2: It's never that New York hustle that, yeah, you, right? that, you, uh, that you're kind of accustomed to, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: So speaking of New York, let's talk about your story. Tell us where this all began. How obviously you didn't just wake up yesterday and say, "I'm going to do the Coconut Club."
1: Yeah. So um, I'm a lifer. I've been cooking for <laughs> 20 years. Um, I am Sentenced. not. Yeah. I am not somebody who. Uh, fell into this. I I generally have I've been cooking since I was 18. I uh, went to Syracuse for a year, partied my ass off, had a lot of fun, um, and then went home and realized I needed to. You forgot
0: to study. Started I, I I didn't forget. <laughs> I just knew I wasn't.
1: Um, I was smart enough to tell my parents. I think I'm wasting your money. I, I think it, it literally was kind of one of those things where someone one day was like, "What do you want to do with your life?" And just for whatever reason, on that day, I was like. I'm absolutely wasting my time in college because I have no idea what I'm doing, and it's costing my parents a ton of money for me to just smoke weed and party, and I can do that for free. Um, <laughs> that's, so basically... I mean, that's kind of bad.
0: insight to your self-awareness right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I mean
1: it, and I, I I make it sound like so much better, like it was... I saved my parents all this money and helped them out so much. I mean, listen, I made enough mistakes first and wasted a lot of their money to figure that out. So let's not make it sound like I was the noble son who saved his parents That's all this That's why money. I have
0: dogs. Yeah. yeah.
1: So <laughs> I went home and I had to get a job. So, and, it's and, a and time is I'm fucked, right? Well I wanted to know. Yeah.
2: He's so, telling my husband
1: we're fucked, but he's like, yeah, right? No, they're
2: gonna be great. No, yeah. they'll be
1: fine. You know, I mean, um, so I went home and I got a job. my stepfather was an amazing home cook and I just loved growing up watching him i'm, I'm we said we'll bring up the Jew thing a lot um, <laughs> I grew up in a white middle class Jewish family in West Hartford, Connecticut um, we're a dime a dozen we're we're gonna be doctors and lawyers and um, that's kind of the hard part of my story is that it it's you know i'm I, I don't have this tale of um, I'm a fifth-generation restaurateur. Um, I have some friends that they just like, they've got ragu in their blood, you know? Like, they grew, Or you're Gina and <laughs> yeah. you grew up on yeah. Long Island and your dad was a restaurateur for 40 plus years and you just grow up with like, she can't make bad food if she tried, you know what I mean? She's not a chef, but like yeah. it's just something. Yeah. Um, I've had to like... No, I've had her
0: tacos and they were good. I am yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't mess around. It's
1: like, who, who developed all the recipes for Buffalo burgers? And so what are you fucking talking uh, Of course I did. Yeah. What are you talking about?
2: Speaking of Buffalo and Bergen. Oh, we're here at Union Market today. Beautiful. Hanging out. A little bit of a nice breeze outside. We're sitting outside by suburbia. So if you it's hear gorgeous. some birds chirping, cars moving. Construction Action. happening. Fire trucks. Yeah, That's right. Uh, military giving an award. I mean, yes. we're here. We're you Unimark- We're living a, life in the city. Yes, It's
1: beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's an
2: it's, urban like uh, oasis. It is an oasis, and it is also the future home of Coconut Club.
1: That's right. Yes. I'm a block up, so I'm here every day. If you get here early enough you can get a plug and just camp out so you don't have to battle at all the coffee shops. Uh, I look like I'm busy and doing a lot of things, but I'm really just waiting to get this restaurant open. So
0: waiting for the permit. Yeah, waiting for the permit in order to build. It's amazing. Um, I'm not kidding. It's,
1: it's pretty amazing. incredible. It's a,
2: it's the most anxiety you'll have in your life. If
1: if if there's one thing it teaches you is it's about patience and you figured I would have learned that at a lot of younger age. I'm thirty eight now, but um, oh,
0: we still have that. That's, I, that's I lack patience.
1: Take- I think that's a northeastern thing, too. So um, just in these cases, you have no control. Like, and I've literally just, listen, do I got to grease somebody? Like, do I got to <laughs> do something? Like, I would have put that in the budget if I could have, you know? So everybody says, nope, nothing you can do. So there's no amount of money. There's nothing I can do. And um, so I'm trying to in- inundate myself into the city. And um, circling back to my career, basically started off cooking, cutting myself every day. I was a mess. Um, I knew I was going to be, and and that was sort of expected. I had this big conversation on a bench outside the restaurant with the owner of the restaurant. He's like, listen, like you're not cut out for this mold. Like these guys are going to kill you inside the kitchen right now. Um, I've got a a mom of three who's our pastry chef and she will rip you apart. Um, she did. (laughs) Karen did, so yeah. Whatever you're doing these days. Good job, Karen. Uh, yeah, right. So, but I kept coming back every day, and I loved it. And I, it's funny because I've been doing it 20 years, and I love it just as much now as I did then. I just feel a little more educated, a little smarter, a little bit. Uh,
2: couple of wins on your belt.
1: Yeah, a lot of mistakes, a couple of wins, um, a lot of losses, a lot of things. But I think I think when you talk to like younger generation coming up. Um, what I try to tell them is just try to figure out what you don't want to be as much as what you do want to be. Cause there's just so many ways you can go in the food industry, whether it's catering, private chefing, hotels, God, they're just so quick service. Yeah. Now things yeah. are going, do you want to be in management? Do you want to? And, and so the career always changes. So I think if you're a person, my personality fits this well because I never really, I complacency kills me and I don't love going to the same place every day or incorporating the, you know, doing the same thing. The irony of that is that a restaurant is the same thing (laughs) every single day, but it's like being on a reality TV show of just chaos. And when you become a chef, a lot of people that are listening that are in the industry understand this, but you know, the knife gets taken out of your hand a lot more and you're just yeah. a therapist, you're a dad, you're yeah. a brother, you're a counselor. <laughs> Definitely you're and an, an, <laughs> yeah, I mean free therapy free therapy is like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, I needed it when I was a twenty year old yeah. and now in my older age hopefully I can offer it to others. Um, but yeah, what I mean, do it's you a, think your a,
2: problem is, Jack? Oh, a, well, I, I go out every night to party and I just don't know what's happening and I don't sleep. Oh, yeah. well, that's not
0: party. Yeah. Go to sleep. That's yeah. right. Let's see if it helps. Yeah. It's crazy. Sorry.
1: It's crazy. No, it's it's, a it's so unbelievable. Can,
0: so can I break this? Can we just do some liquid therapy then? Yes. Liquid yes. therapy. Let's do love some it, liquid therapy. It. So um, what'd you bring for us today? Right, so Dana.
2: everybody knows my anxiety for making drinks for any, for any chef.
0: Oh, right. It's got to It's got to be hard. I
2: mean, like yes, sorry. We're outside. So I have a mobile, a mobile ice chest. With me. <laughs>
0: very cute. Looks like a purse.
2: Mostly not. I don't know.
0: <laughs> a very large. You crush do, uh, do you have crushed ice? I do. I only, only, only
2: for the best. I love the
0: best.
2: Ice. I um, I, So, so, you know, he, uh, so Adam had a couple of requirements for refreshing Gina knows what I want. I, I love that. That's my favorite. Cause the chefs always know that they're going to put, they put in like the real pressure on me. Cause I'm always
0: like, like terrified to make drinks for them. Again, I said this before. I love it when somebody makes Gina sweat, a little nervous. I love it.
1: I don't believe she actually sweats or gets nervous about <laughs> I, do, yeah, I do. I do. I do. So or me, false confidence. Let's, <laughs> like. let's, talk,
0: let's talk about
2: this drink a little bit. So this drink in here is, um, Vodacane rum for um, two ounces. I'm sorry, what with that? Vodacane rum for two ounces. It's also a light style rum. Uh, sugar cane, really nice. I really love it. It's uh, a good introductory rum. So if you're not into rums, this is like my favorite cross between of a light spirit and like, and, and versatility. Oh, nice. Uh, a little bit of Angostura bitters and then a pineapple cardamom syrup, which we make, um, just fresh crushed uh, pineapples that we um, steep with cardamom and you kind of treat it like tea and then eventually cook off all the fuzz on the top Green cardamom? Green cardamom buds. Nice. Cook off all the fuzz and the fuzz meaning that uh, It is uh, basically um, You know mold so <laughs> you gotta cook it off though, but it makes it delicious, right? So coconut clubs coming, and you know, I, in my mind I think of like sunsets and and you know cocktails and hanging out maybe tom cruise the <laughs> yes. 80s flamingos yes. are, you doing, are you doing
0: some like flair in this, in this in could this be. dream yeah <laughs>
2: could be but i i just like i just don't know that's what i think about it, every time he says it right so now you know i'm sure he's had a million tiki drinks right so i couldn't make a tiki drink so my drink is kind of a play off of a, a rum pink like a rum pink gin that existed but it's not <laughs> so I can't describe it but I found this new product which I'm totally obsessed with. It's a, coconut, a natural coconut water soda so basically it's carbonated coconut water Yum. and what I would love if I do is you open up your own uh, coconut water. I will open up Louise's so she doesn't yep. and no. what so you can taste the coconut water first oh. but then I want you to top off your cocktail and this Cocktail is a sessionable
1: cocktail. Ooh, that's delicious. I got it. Listen, for, for the... I'm a real... Okay, so I have an addiction to soda. Um, and I don't drink it anymore because it's terrible for you. So I've taken over carbonated water and La, La Croix. <laughs> La, La Croix. Yeah. La Croix. <laughs> whatever. Target. Pol, polar. And now today we're having Waterloo coconut. And I got to say, this is the best version of a coconut sparkling water that I've had. The La Croix tastes a little bit like... Sun suntan lotion? I was yep. going to say, that was, was, say this, was This does not. It does taste not.
0: Sorry. And so we taste it and then we pour it in. See, right? you, have a
2: sip of, you can have a sip of your cocktail and you're going to pour some in and then you're going to add, keep adding it. So this is like kind of a new wow. thing
0: Beautiful.
2: where basically Ooh. it's a hydrate, rehydrate. So you would serve it with a can of soda or a bottle of soda on the side and you kind of like make it sessionable. So it is a one drink kind of thing and you add it as Ooh. you like it or you'll drink the soda mm-hmm. on the side. But like... So instead of putting in a giant glass and watering it down, you want to have the cocktail be the cocktail. Yeah. Right? So you have that beautiful like Angostura. Um, so we have, like it's, like I said, we have two ounces of the, um, the rum, We have five dashes of Angostura, little bit of... Um,
1: and the Angostura doesn't like, it's not like super bitter like in a Manhattan.
2: No. That's like no. A little, it's really, sweet really sweetness. Nice. Yeah. So Angostura can yeah. go both ways. You either make it sweet or you can make it uh, extremely bitter. So, oh, the, so, but that's there. the but that's the that's the um, the playing with the angostura, which I like totally love. And then you add a little bit of um, pineapple syrup, and then we put a quarter ounce of lemon juice in there, only to make the pineapple taste more pineapply. It's a chef trick. Oh, really? Things that are acidic, like a little bit of lemon, to make it taste better. Huh. So, and that's it. And then we're gonna drink it, and we haven't we don't for yes. it yes. yet. But Cheers. Here. That and is so really
1: good. really good.
2: But now we're ready. For now, we have a long. Dry, bubbly drink, and we're gonna talk about the rest of your story. This is right? great.
1: The Summer Waterloo. That's where we're following this drink. Okay,
2: Summer this, Waterloo it is. The Summer ends. Waterloo.
1: <laughs> Here at Suburbia, at a limited time only. Um, you know, just show up and ask for it and see if they have it. They may not.
2: Okay. That is really, really good. <laughs> That's why it's so
1: special. It's limited limited a dish. Wow. That's really so good. That's why really it's in yeah.
2: But isn't it cool how it keeps evolving? So we you a little bit more, a little less, it's one of those things i think that people like um you know you know want to go right for the punch like oh let me get get wasted well here's the thing in the summertime the heat's already is already not your friend when you're drinking so a really good thing to do and the key is not get those crazy summer hangovers or heat stroke hangovers especially if you live in like a hot climate is to keep hydrated while drinking i will never tell you not to imbibe but you gotta have a Little bit of water or something <laughs> on the side <laughs> to make sure that the next day your head is So this is pounded. like an
1: alcoholic Gatorade? Is that, yes. like, is that what we're doing so, I mean oh, if like I can that. invent that, nice. I would have to invent that. Else. So i I'm not a big drinker so that that's like for of all the intimidating chefs you've probably made drinks for I'm the least in terms of I walk into a bar and I'm that person who has no idea what he wants to drink. I just know that I'm probably going to have one or two drinks max so I want something refreshing that's going to make me feel good. If it's late at night, I'll go for like a Manhattan on the Rocks and I'm just going to get to the point as far as getting drunk. But like, I don't, I could tell you how many times in my hand I've been drunk in my life. Like, it's scary. I mean, I know that I'm supposed to have this whole rock and roll story of <laughs> like, you know, I used to go. I mean, listen, I how I, met, I get it. We all went out after work. It's how I met my wife. It's fine. Um, it's just the irony of most chefs have come from a, not most, but you, it's just a culture of going out after no, I mean, like, of course, I have my. Well, own, you work hard. I have my own vices. Kind of I don't, you know, I have my own vices, so um, trees. we can come up trees. I'm, a, I'm a tree guy, but we can come up with some CBD cocktails. I just did that out in LA, and and saw that, so um, put a couple of drops of tincture in here. That's and, and so up. nice. That's like,
2: right. I love those. I think those are great. I think I, think I think they definitely have their um, places that you can use that. You yeah. know, I, you know, for me, you know, things. Are, if it's legal, it's good. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm never going to be the one to go against like the law. I did that a long time ago. It didn't really work out in my favor. <laughs> yeah. So let's pretend. Let's 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 move forward and say, OK, how do you work with the law? Yeah. So like I love going to some of these bars that are totally, especially like, in um, Colorado, that are totally legal and have these beautiful sodas and they have a little bit of like, uh, you know, THC in it and like this different strands of it. And they actually flavor it. And then, of course, you're, you know, high in a different way, but
1: and they have ones that aren't, they have the, They do the CBD, so it doesn't get you high, but it gives you the medicinal value. Yeah. And the drinks were like, I mean, just from a perspective, it was like a $20 drink. They can add five bucks onto it because it's got. But who the hell knows how much is in it? But it's like making a tincture for you. It's just a different, just a yeah, different avenue no, and a fun. whole different sort of realm for the cocktail world and food in that matter. But no, I'm like you. I'm not going to go have a CBD dinner until we know we can actually do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of underground clubs here in DC yeah, and I feel yeah. like, you know, you're really, you're pushing the gamut. Yeah. You know, I'm like I think I, at least some of these chaps are like, oh, nobody cares. Um, you know, but I'm not an ask
1: for forgiveness kind of person. Yeah, That's the government cares. Yeah, so I rather. say
2: just stay with the government what they want you to do. And you know, one day they say it's legal, great. One day they say it's not yeah. great. You know, I kind of stay on the right side of the law. And you,
1: you live in you you sort of dominate the union market city. This is your area, and yeah. they they're, they let you do Gina. So Gina's yeah. suburbia, the whole area. You get your you get your playing room here. Yeah,
2: you get to, you get to have fun though. It's like, really I think fun. Um, no, I think you know, you're welcomed breath of fresh air in this neighborhood. That is for sure. I will say that. So nice. You know, like um, in case, you know, he's being very modest, and I really wanted to get into it. Yes. Um Adam has been on the show, shocked.
0: Yes. Let's talk about that. Let's go back. <laughs>
2: I want it. you mm-hmm. to start with your first and get to it because okay. he is a returning champ. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So really cool experience, you know, it's funny because I've had this conversation. Now I moved to DC three years ago, just so everybody who knows me, um, I don't know the, let's call it, the intermingling stories of like the past history of every single person who's worked in DC, who sort of worked with everybody, Gina being like a queen bee, you could kind of set up this like tree of people in DC and their lineage and and everybody in some way has worked with each other at that sixth sense of, Uh, It's less than six. six degrees of separation sort of thing. super easy. So for me, yeah. So for me, I'm I'm like this naive sort of person coming into the city and I wanted to meet people now coming full circle to the chop thing is I understand there's a very fine line here between, oh, another TV chef in the industry. It's like, who the fuck cares? Um, And then there's the public that's like, wow, this is really great. Gina says I'm humble I just try I, I I would say I am because I'm very honored that I had the opportunity but let's be honest it's a game show I was on Wheel of Fortune of cooking <laughs> so for me I grew up watching yes. like on six days I grew up watching The Price is Right like that was if I could ever have been on The Price is Right that would have been amazing um, fortunately think that
0: you have you have far more talent than you know I don't know the guessing a sure. price yeah exactly.
1: listen I don't know that over under <laughs> game how
0: amazing would it be if there was a wheel and you
2: spun it I was Like make something with this ingredient that that's a new <laughs> show we're going to
1: we do it at Union Market. Let's With Trinko. There With you go. Trinko. Oh my God. With Trinko. Trinko is amazing. Yeah. We should do something like that. We made a giant so ice block drink. And anybody that knows Gina, she's an ideas lady. So <laughs> we've already got, there we go. Sun's <laughs> coming. We're doing it. We should do a live live kind of chop thing. We're gonna, um So I try to play all, you know, I. The Olympics. I, 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 okay, I'm done. I try to be. The Olympics. There you go. So I try to be humble in the sense that I appreciate it, but like Gina, who's been on the Food Network, or Kwame, or. Uh, Tom getting all the news in bone app or uh, Ellie or um, Timber whoever it is yeah. like all these you know in Hamitsu and Kevin has been getting a million words If you talk to Kevin you would never know in a million years that that's what he is because we all wake up the next day and go To work. Yeah, so the thing is is that Change the, the public yeah I mean so to, to bring it back to Real. chop. I, I've won chop four times um, I'm the all-time winningest person on that show, is. Uh, which is pretty That's cool. Awesome. Um, I went on once and in the funny story behind this and talk about persistence and falling down and getting up is as I fucking hope so. So <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what happened is so we as a group restaurant, Barcelona, we had five restaurants at the time. That was all we had. Um, we all as chefs, all five of us went down to the casting director of Chopped and we all met and did interviews and they chose one of our chefs, Christian Petroni. Who um, was the chef of our Greenwich location at the time? They didn't choose me or some other people. Um, Christian has gone on to, he won an episode of Chopped. Um, he's been on Beat Bobby Flay. He's been a judge on both. He's right now currently on the Food Network Star. So he's a huge personality. He has tattooed under his lips the Bronx. Like, oh, he's straight New York. Like, amazing guy. Um, but I kept in touch with the casting director, and every year I would email her and just go, Hey, what am I doing? Do I need to lose weight? Like, is it my personality? Like, how the fuck am I not on? And then I kept watching the show and like, I'd go to the gym and it's a great show to just watch and let time pass. And I'd see a friend of mine who was on. And then I'd see this other schmuck who I knew who was on. And I was like, he got out in the first round. He made like a spinach salad. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How have I not been on yet? Like, I don't care if I win, but how are you giving an opportunity to people I know that are She's equally of value or or in the same career line as I am. And you haven't given me a shot. So I, every year I just like annoy the shit out of her. And I was persistent four years later, I got on for the first time. So like timing in life kind of works out that way is when I was 25 or six, would I have won? I don't know. I don't know if I had the confidence. So I got on and I won that episode and won 10 grand. That was awesome. Um, And then they called me back to be, and here's I'm persistent. So I'm like, now what? Like I won now, now what can I do? (laughs) Um, So they do this tournament where it's, they bring back 16 champions um, and they do four episodes. So the winner of each episode, then they do a final. And the winner wins- fifty. like 50- a bracket. Yeah, it's a bracket. Yeah. And the winner wins 50,000. I won that one. Nice. And I gotta say, going into that, my attitude, and just so everybody understands, filming a Chopped is, it's a 15 hour day. Yeah. Hold on, do um, you know
2: how hard that is? Like, I think you're, you're, you're glazing over it. People, it is so <sighs> intense to do the show, it's break, intense. break, do the next dish, break, yeah, reshoot yeah. it, reshoot the plate, break, yep. yeah. reshoot yep. it.
1: The, the honest to God truth about that show, That's which I love six, about it, is that it's, it's exactly as you watch it. They don't stop you. The time starts, the time ends. They don't reshoot your dish. They don't go, hey, redo this again. It's not produced that way. It is very much here's the competition. What takes a long it's time honest. is the in-between time, yes. um, the reset, yep. they have to clean up. I mean, man, you make a disaster. And I always would say thank you to the people cleaning up in there because it's yeah. like you destroy the place. Like, it doesn't sure. matter. You have 20 because minutes, 30 you tw- minutes. Yeah. You have You're, no time yeah, for that shit. It's a shit.
0: pressure cooker. But
1: um, it, it's, it's a really cool thing. So they ask him back. And what's funny is I was like, listen, I won once. I'm going in with house money. If I win this tournament, then great. And after the first round of it, I was like, holy shit, you got a shot. Like Because I got blood clams and I knew them and I knew the other people wouldn't. Know them so I made it's ceviche. A blood clam. So, a blood clam is um, you see them a lot in Europe and in Spain. And they literally, when you open them up, it looks like blood. I mean, it's like the juice in it is like blood beat, beat blood red with this really sweet clam. They're not meant to be cooked, there should be raw. And all three of them cooked, and I did ceviche, so they were like, Oh, yeah. So, I knew right then and there, I was like, And you oh, got to consider yeah. shop like a boxing match, so like if you're up. After round one, like you're already kind of in the driver's seat, because it's the law of three averages basically. Because yeah. even though usually the person who does the best dessert wins, they do take the accumulative and behind the scenes they're keeping a little bit of score, so it's not an emotional decision. Yeah. A lot of people tab and I this is the first thing after my first episode, they do an interview and they said, How are you feeling? And I was like, Listen, like my story right now, and my whole story in the first episode was I want to win this to pay for my wedding for my wife who's beautiful and I love her. That was my story. It's All it's very the long-life. girl the girl next to me was uh, my dad was a crack addict and jump off a building and I need this money. The next guy was battling alcoholism and the other girl lost her boyfriend who was in the military. They went mountain climbing and he fell. So literally on the interview, I'm sitting there and I'm going, I get it. Like if I don't win, I don't deserve to win. Like I'm asking for 10 grand for my wedding. These people need the money. So if you let them win for that reason, I I totally get it. And they said to me, they were like, absolutely not. There's no way because we wouldn't be around for 20 whatever seasons they've done if we weren't credible that way. So a lot of people do think they do it emotionally. There's nothing emotional about it. They literally just go off your cooking. They go off that, and then, and then you go.
0: Somebody who creates brands—that's the key part of it—is that you have to be true to your own brand, and that what they are doing is they're. You, this is a cooking show, but each one of you have your own brand, your own story, and if they waver from their own, and let the emotions play a right. role, they they, they basically could be, wreck their own. It could be any chip. other
1: show for that matter, you know. Then it's just exactly. whatever. Yeah. Um, so Sounds I won. Harsh, the, I won the champion. Yeah, I won the champions thing, and that was cool because. Before the finale, the third round, they called my wife and they drove her down from the offices in Connecticut. And when they were, they were like, all right, now we, like, you've won and I'm an emotional dude. So all of a sudden I'm there. They're like, you've won. Let us bring someone Wait, out. Wait, a chef that's an I emotional thought, d- person. Yeah. What? I, I should say not, not emotional, <laughs> sensitive, sensitive too. Um, no. So, yeah. Not
2: rude has a hard different. Yeah, you know
0: yeah. That, different. I mean, yeah. even like, even, oh, absolutely. But it's just those, sometimes it's just those emotions that are oh, raw God. and we're people so don't. so fucked up. So ego, yeah, eag- yeah. You know what's
1: funny is, is, is we in, retained, the, in, like, in the older I get, I swear, but the older I get and then I had to hire chefs for Barcelona and Bartaco. The older I get, the more I've experienced that we are our own worst enemies. It is not, generally speaking, it's not the talent. If, I, if somebody's coming to me for a job, I've already looked at their resume or whatever and understood that they have the talent. It's everything else that yeah. gets in their way to advance them in their career. And that's that's the hardest part. And and listen, we, men, mental illness. Cocaine ma- yeah. me, okay, me. will get in the way of yeah. your career. I, Don't I, do it. Yeah. See, Gina knows. Don't it's, do drugs. Here, kids. So, so, don't do drugs, yeah. kids. Okay, yeah. Nancy, Reagan. Sorry, unprescri- <laughs> no. unprescribed drugs. I Meanwhile, I'm sitting here. I'm on Adderall, su- Lexapro, and weed. <laughs> hold and, on, like,
2: hold on. Wait, it's really simple. If you would like to advance your culinary career, please stop doing blow and coming to work completely cracked out of your mind. Yeah, just show up to work. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Show up to work first. That would be the start.
1: That's, that's the on criteria. Time. We can do this on to conversation. shower, Showered yeah. would be nice. It would yeah. be a
2: fucking bonus. There so you go. Know, this is part of being a father, parent,
1: restaurant owner is you really are telling, that's the most awkward. Don't my tell me you have chef? allergies when it's fucking snowing old, outside. <laughs> old, I'm stupid. I had to pull my old sous chef aside because the staff, they started making fun of him because he smelled so bad. Okay. Oh, good and, God. And, and that is the most uncomfortable position as a manager yes. and as somebody yes. that you support, that you have to be a parent. There's, there's, listen, be to work on time, don't go out and drink late. Those are easy conversations. Yeah. The you smell because you haven't showered yes. is so embarrassing. Um, and then you get the like, well, I haven't had time to do laundry. I'm like, dude, I will pay for your laundry. but yes. That is absurd. Yes. Um, I think,
2: and I really hate to say this, but I've been in that situation where I've actually paid for somebody's laundry yeah. and like, that's been like, and yeah. you know, what's really sad and, and it, what it is, it's the party. The party is more important than their own self being. Yeah. And like, I'm but happy. We didn't listen. We
1: didn't li- I mean, like, yeah, it's so I'm funny. I'm happy
2: to say this. You've been in this business now my whole life, right? I grew up in a restaurant. I've seen like a lot, you know, I saw too much when I was too little, you know? And then I went to college, got a bunch of degrees, all this crap. Right. Back in the restaurant business. I've watched the restaurant business go from like animalistic behavior to much more genteel kind of
1: I would 100% uh, in agree the last that. 10
2: years. Make it more, uh, you know, some like, a conservative effort to become, you know, this visible product, you know. And it's
1: amazing because if you look at and we could probably have our own podcast about Initiative 77, so I won't dig deep into that. Yeah, but I will. That. But I will. yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. too it's we don't do that here. Um, no, let's do it. Let's talk no, about it. No, no, no. But let, let's, no, no. let's talk what about I, it. No, what no, I want to talk about, though, that, that, that's involvement in what you're saying is, is that what some of this is, you know, a lot of people that are in the yes favor of 77, they may have certain arguments about, you know, owners are greedy, owners are this and that. Um, we grew up in this industry. I can speak. There were a lot of bad people in this industry. There, there were a lot. There's
0: of, a lot of bad people in the world. And of course. You know. Of course.
1: In any business. And I think that um, now we have more. Like Gina's saying, the industry has changed in a way where people are more aware. They want to have happy employees. They want to treat people right, um, and that's that's a good thing. Um, in light of what Gina's saying, I think the industry is full of really good-hearted people these days, and that are very aware of what's been going on in the world, and whether it's Harvey Weinstein and the Me Too, or <laughs> yeah. it's um, anything. Is that? You know, not every guy is an asshole. Um, not every business owner is an asshole, and I think not every woman's what? righteous. And, and, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Hello, I exactly. mean, exactly. seriously, yeah. lately, that's, that's fair. And and the fact is, is that there are a lot of good people um, that are leading the way. And I, the, the reason I chose to move to DC, and this is like the best part. I've lived in a lot of cities, is that the industry community here was as strong as any industry community I've ever seen. I'm not saying that because I live here. I, I'm yeah. saying that because I chose here. As I worked in New York. I've worked in Boston. I've worked in other places. I think 2018, there's a lot of great communities. Boston's awesome chef community, whatever. Um, specifically here, though, I found there was just this small business feel. Chefs really supporting other chefs. Bars, there's enough room for the Gina's, the Lucases, the Todd Thrashers the Eric Bruners, Rose is rocking it over at Maidan and Compass. And, (laughs) you know, like there's, there's just like, I've had an opportunity, um, whether it was from Chopped or because uh, I was with Barcelona to take the last year to build my business and meet everybody. And, And the fact is, is everybody has something to offer the city. And it's been really fun to see, but all together collaboratively, whether you, disagree on certain topics. Everybody wants happy employees. Everybody wants good, safe businesses that treat employees well. And the fact is, is I don't think anyone against 77 would be against anyone calling out the owners that aren't paying people properly, that are taking advantage. Because those are the people they were speaking against, which we're sitting there going, we're not those people. So come get to know us. Understand that I've already put together and I've gone and I've talked to every business owner in this city doing fast casual, doing reggae, whatever it was. in order to figure out what i wanted my business plan to be and what i wanted my employees to get and they may be able to go make five dollars an hour more at the wharf but will they feel loved will they feel part of something to build will they have a say are their voices heard um i'm gonna offer a gym membership you know there's a lot of things yeah. little things you can do and i've learned in my 20 years in the business it's not the five dollar an hour raise that makes somebody work harder or work better it's the little things i used to bring drinks every day to my guys and, and i was like. It cost me a Gatorade a day for these guys to perform. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, I just think on the overall, there's some really good people trying to do the right thing. The industry has this platform that I'm not that old, but when I grew up, like I got into this just because I loved cooking. I'd never thought I'd be, there was no Food Network, Chopped, nothing. So yeah. the idea that I could make more than $50,000 a year doing this job was an unbelievable thing to me. I think now there's a lot of people that, you know, they look at Kwame or somebody and they're like, whatever, he's on Top Chef. It's like, the fuck, the guy got an opportunity and took it. Like, you know what? The doors don't always get knocked on. The doors don't always open. And someone like Gina, like sometimes if you know Gina well enough, she's doing a hundred different things. No, I know. (laughs) At the same time. And it's like maddening because you're like, how the fuck does she do all this? But the fact is, is she doesn't want to say no because she knows that strike while the iron's hot, this is what it is, people want me, I gotta get myself out there somehow, some way, how can I be at National Harbor, Union Market, and Buffalo Bergen at the same time, is through her employees, and she's hired, you know, the Amy's of the world, and Chloe's, and all these people that I come to see, because they're great people, and that's an extension of her, and that's what we all are trying to do, basically, is take an opportunity when you get it, and DC, thankfully, even though it's a small city, there's enough people that like, there's enough going on that if you'll do it, uh, Alex McCoy, like one of the first people that I reached out to in this city when I came here and he was so Awesome about like, hey, nice, this guy. I do pop-ups in this space up in um, Whatchamacallit um, where Call Your Mother Deli is going in Parkview um, and it's like, okay Like I'm gonna go up to Parkview and do this pop-up But he had the clientele and he was so he just wrapped his arms around me in a way that I was like this is awesome and then you just build those relationships with people and then I met Gina of course and that was an instant thing because we're just you know that New York Long Island yeah. Yeah. actually I think the exact words were we both had meetings at Edit Lab and Brian and Lauren were like who the fuck scheduled Greenberg after Gina because <laughs> this is maddening
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that, was exact,
1: that was exactly it birds of um, a
2: feather yeah yeah,
1: yeah. So they we're really loud.
2: were pissed they were like this they, is the first they, two and hour
1: and podcast ever
2: and <laughs> they also no. and yeah. they also never have done that again they keep us on opposite schedules mm-hmm. and two days apart <laughs> yeah for their sanity. Yeah. They, they yeah. need a break in yeah. between. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't ruffle the feathers of the creative okay. too much. They freak out. Yeah, They're like, oh, like, yeah. They touched the tiles They, they chose. They
1: chose not to get in the restaurant business for a reason. They said
2: no to the wallpaper. This yeah. wallpaper is amazing. That wallpaper has fucking lips on it. I yeah. don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Victoria. Yeah, I hate God. the wallpaper. It's
1: amazing.
0: Sorry, Victoria.
2: Amazing. No, I love you, Victoria, but I hate the wallpaper. So she good. knows that. I've sent a hundred pictures so of good. it. So um, it looks like a, you know, it's like a blowjob kind of thing. Like you oh, insert no. here, like a magic. Uh, what's it called?
1: Glory hole. Yeah.
2: So I didn't want that for my new restaurant. No, I can't imagine
1: did.
0: why you wouldn't want that. Glory I
1: mean, she loved it. She loved it. I yeah. was like,
2: what is this? What the hell? I felt like I was a trucker with in, the, in Miami.
1: Oh, no.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> Terrible.
1: Off the rest stop.
0: Um, oh, yeah. So tell oh, us a little bit what to expect in Coconut Club.
1: So, uh, yeah, so, I you know, uh, I'll give my wife the credit. It was sort of her idea to begin with. And then I've sort of taken it because she has her own career and job. Um, but we were sitting in a pool in Hawaii and we were just like, how Or at sucks. the beach? Cause, yeah. Hawaii? Cause that sucks. Where and I Hawaii? say Hawaii wrong. Yeah. I know, no, that's I'm so right. faster, I no. um, but like the idea of like, how do you make people feel like this? Like, how do you get people to feel how they, cause everybody's like, Oh, I love this area. I'd love to live there. But trust me when I tell you, when you live somewhere and you vacation somewhere, it's a completely it's different two vibe different things. and you lived in Hawaii. So I you did. understand, mm-hmm. um, so the idea of how do we make people escape? How do we get people to feel that way? Um, and I'm not the chef who's selling anyone on a Michelin star or James Beard award. I, I, I hope my food is good enough that people enjoy it. I, I think the idea- You'll get a fat of, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, idea, the idea of um, people having fun and enjoying themselves and working with Barcelona and seeing tapas for so long. I just love looking out in a dining room, dining room and seeing people smile. I love a six top sharing plates and just having a good time. And so realistically for me, I wanted to create an environment that encapsulates that And then you just sort of after the fact, you're like, wow, the food and drinks are really awesome. Yeah, you you come there for the fun and then you leave with a very good overall feeling rather than raising the expectations to say this food is this. And if you don't deliver on that, um, it's I I don't want to say it's too much pressure, but I think the idea for me and my personality fit a more casual fun setting than it does a let me take myself overly seriously and create something. I think everybody has, you know, there's there's restaurants that do that and they do it really well and that fits them. Yep. That fits their yep. personality. And Andrew Lindbergh, ADL, who, uh, Love. who runs the Pineapple and Pearls group with Aaron and I've known Andrew for almost 20 years, I think, 15 years. We worked together at the Capitol Grill in Manhattan. Long story short, I always knew Andrew. Really wanted crazy. To be.
2: Knew Andrew before that. Never met no him way. when he went to go work at the Redhead Piano Bar in yes. the fucking place. Yes. How we've never met in New York, don't crazy. know. Go on
1: crazy. Probably sat next to each other at the crazy. bar at Redhead. I used to go to um,
0: Capitol all the time. Did you? Yeah, because no my shit. client was right up the street. Yeah, yeah but, that's right. But, yeah, I street. used to go to Scotty. I used to go there all the time. Yeah. And, uh, oh, no I think, yeah, I used to go there all the time. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: So we used to go and I just always knew andrew wanted to be in the fine dining like sort of you it. know yeah in that kind of he setting um,
2: napkin, and what's cool
1: napkin. is like we're very alike and we love sports we love old school hip-hop you know we love poker we, love, <laughs> we have we have a lot of things in common but when it comes to that it, like we, we split. Oh, i love poker we, we had a a different side of us that wanted to take a different approach to food um maybe one day i'll want to do that but i find what happened was in, in being in my age group is that when the recession hit in 20, 2009 yeah. or 10 whatever it was mm-hmm. um, we found a lot of chefs that were doing high-end food able to drop their prices but provide the same quality food that they were doing and I felt like that really shifted the restaurant industry to show people we can provide value but use that same technique that we used in fine dining just creating food that's really really tasty and really good. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I worked at Gramercy Tavern when I was 20 years old and that place sort of gave me the foundation for understanding that nothing we put on a plate was just mind-bending, out of control, unrecognizable. It was salmon with chanterelles and a parsnip puree, let's say. But every single piece of food on that plate was tended to, with a ton of care, sustainability. Like, there were just yeah. so many things into sourcing thoughtful. the product thoughtful. that it was thoughtful. That But sometimes you get people go, I can make that at home, and it's like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying because it looks so recognizable, and I think that defines who I am. So, Getting back full circle, Coconut Club is an island inspired small plates concept, larger shareables. I'm not reinventing the wheel there uh, with fresh juice tropical cocktails. Thanks. Um, so, Essentially, like tiki, as she said, but not using At, the. And now Waterloo yep, sparkling water. Waterloo, sparkling waterloo sparkling if you're
2: listening, That's you it. have somebody that wants to be That's your it. brand Let's person. Waterloo, bring <laughs> it in, bring it.
0: it in. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, we're going to have the Maui beer. And, you know, I want to have some oh, things. A lot, of pe- a lot of people he was think. He's on our show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, just no on the way. Show. Yeah, because I was just I in Hawaii,
0: went over to Maui. Yeah, we did an episode. He's awesome. That's amazing. I also heard dogfish
1: just came out with a coconut, like IPA. Oh, he's a dogfish. I don't know. Let's go. Let's Let's find out. Road trip. Road trip.
0: <laughs> Take the podcast
1: on the road. Um, so, yeah, I you know, again, I'm not reinventing the wheel, reselling anybody on anything. The design and the ambiance are absolutely beautiful. Um, there's some cool stuff that you'd come and very Instagrammable and things like that. So people, you know, I, I play along. I, I love social media. I think it's a great thing. Um, for me, I remember when Instagram started, I was watching Chris Constantino, Marcus Samuelson, and I could see what they were doing at their restaurants that night. Instantly. And I was like, wow. So I'm yeah. up on the trend minute to minute rather than finding some cookbook down the line that they'd come out with and then go, oh, what's everybody doing? Is you get to really see what people are using and doing things. So I use Instagram for a lot of reasons. Um, sometimes it's to fulfill our own egos, which we all do because yeah. we just want to feel good about ourselves. I, as Kardashian I say, moment. I'm so much cooler on social media than I am in person. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like my favorite thing to tell people.
0: I'm always thinner. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's not my good side. You yeah. uh, got yeah, my bad side. It's so um, funny. Much the
2: same. Yeah, we all are. Mostly sunburned. The
1: funniest thing about restaurant people is we're like as extroverted as we are. When we're done, we just want to turn it off. I think anybody who does their job that long yeah. is you just want to. I mean, Gina has kids. I don't have, you have kids to get yet. Off the stage. But yeah, yeah. It's sometimes you're just quiet and introverted, and you're just that way. But when I put my chef coat on and I'm in the dining room, it's game on. It's showtime. It's fun. Yeah. Like that's my favorite. I enjoy being behind and cooking more than I do actually being at the party. So can I ask
2: you a question, like a, yeah. like a more in-depth question? So like I, this is coming from me because like I feel like that what you just said really resonates with me, like, you know, you know, taking it down a notch. I think now one thing that, you know, podcasts and all this stuff and everything I'm like, you know, I, and we have one, right? You spend so much time on that. It's hard to turn it off sometimes. So It's hard for me to cross that that bridge where you're like, I'm on, like I'm working like I. Like, you know, I own my own place and it's, you know, I, I do the plumbing. I mean, people don't know that, right? Right. But like, I spend a lot of time on, like, I'm, you know, here, I'm always constantly working. This is where I am. Right. So then I find myself going home. It's so hard to unwind, you know, and I don't, and I don't drink at home. I have kids because, and I can't, my husband works in the industry. And you know, there's like, there's a hard time with like, sometimes disconnecting that persona, right? Like you have to be. And like, I think about my dad, right, He was like, you know, my father, had a restaurant fifty years in New York. I mean, that's fucking insane, right? Yeah, it's nuts. And when he came home, he came home. There was no, you know, Instagram or iPad. There was none of that stuff. He didn't have to like, be part of that. You have a
1: hundred emails waiting for him, right. right? And like,
2: and I have to say, like, there is some sort of, um, you know, this. It's it, you're more of a
0: marketer. Well, you are a brand. You're yeah. a brand. You are a brand, and that's when you until you can turn it off. It's kind of funny. I've always been on the flip side of that where I create brands and I am my own brand, but I can turn mine off.
1: And and it's really interesting on that regard because here I am somebody who's won Chopped four times and I do a terrible job branding myself because I have a hard time every day saying, look, I won Chopped. Like it's it's a hard thing for me to do because I just don't take it that seriously. But when you're trying to build a brand, It's something important that you stay consistent with. So what she's saying, like, you have to wake up and kind of turn it on every day is you have to be an actor. You have to be an actress. You have to, you know, and it doesn't mean that you don't like people. But sometimes, you know, listen, her kid's throwing up. The nanny can't show up. A worker calls out. Like, there's a million aspects that, and this is one thing I live by and it kind of works for me, is always plan for the worst and hope for the best. So, like, every single day on my schedule, I always will write, like, because I plan on somebody not showing up. And if everybody shows up, that's just a bonus. You're like,
0: yay, the day started.
1: <laughs> but like, you yeah. have to plan for somebody's not going to show up today. The plumbing isn't going to work. You just, you kind of have to be like pessimistic Fucking in a way in order to set yourself up, yeah. so that because if you come in and the plumbing isn't there and someone doesn't show up, all of a sudden that tidal wave hits you and it's this like level of emotion that you just want to like scream. So it's hard to balance that like turn it off, turn it on. And I don't know how like your father like saying it would be nice to just if you could actually go home and shut your phone off and not get emails but you know somebody could be texting How you at, it. at 12 in the morning hey yep. the coolers just went down what do we do or this happened and you know this, it's just well, what other industry
2: do you think is like this other than being like say like the fucking president where I you can't think, turn it off I, I like, think what the else? truth
1: is
0: anyone who owns a business is like this any yeah. business no come on it well, is, I think at a certain
1: point it, it depends. Like it, it's you know I saw you would the have gum the, company. I'll you say can the, be okay if you well, we can't the, send out gum. So, so the evolution of Barcelona, they well, just well that's sold. not true. If your uh, gum
0: machine breaks, then you're not making gum, and then you have all these employees, and then you know what I mean. Like well, the, it, I think it is the trial and tribulations of what you're talking about is being a leader, being a business owner, and being responsible to many people. But even if you here's
1: the thing, if you're to Gina, not just yourself. If you're, Gina you're, you're a leader who you are. Yep. You have everybody in place you're making a ton of money let's just say hypothetically right and you could afford somebody to be Gina so all of a sudden now you have every employee in place now your role is different you're up here so would you really stop working because all of a sudden you have everybody else down there doing it no you wouldn't you'd be doing you'd find someone else something to do yes but but so is every you know I kind of I laugh but I say this like if you look at or read books or find out about like the P. Diddies of the world or these music producers I, I look at and I'm like, Love these them. guys are up at five in the morning every single day. They do not waver. They yep. are up, they grind, they're always working. Like, yep. and people dog Kim Kardashian and all that stuff. I'm like, yo, you try waking up and being her every day where you have to put that makeup on and be that person every single day for everybody. Every, every all every moment time. of the day. Yep. That's hard to do. Most of us, just normal people, I can throw flip flops, a T-shirt on, and look like a schmuck and go to CVS, and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that she can't do that. you yeah. can't. Those people live in a bubble and live in a world that they may make all the money in the world, but I don't know if that's happiness. So, and, and what I was gonna say is, with Barcelona, I saw the evolution of four restaurants to thirty-two, and they recently got bought out by Del Friscos for three hundred. Oh, did they? Yeah, for three hundred and twenty-five million. So wow! What? And by the way, Doug
2: Frisco's
1: has a lot of money. So let me tell you that. (laughs) Let me tell you that. Seeing the evolution of somebody like Andy, our our CEO, and the other founder Sasha, who was more the creative design art guy, um, the two of them were. We had meetings every week in the office. They were very hands-on. It was a very aggressive nature. They were crazy, like every owner, like you're on it every day. Mm -hmm. The bigger we got they still were involved. They were still just as busy, just not on the micro. Yeah. You know, and, and they were more just building and going out and getting location. So the job just changes. It doesn't become less stressful. It just means maybe you're not working dinner service at night and you may be able to have dinner with your kids three nights a week, which I think a lot of people, that, that is, that's the pocket of value for us. And Matt Jennings in Boston, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of him. Love him. Um, I follow so, him on Instagram Yeah, Ashley. so Matt, Matt owns, Beautiful food place Matt owns follow Townsman, him. incredible chef. Uh, He was in Rhode Island for a long time. Um, He's been on this, like, self-help journey over the last two years. How much weight did he lose? He's lost, like, 200 pounds. Wow.
0: Sass with him. Close
1: to 200 pounds. He's at 200 now. He looks fabulous. I think he lost 180 pounds in two years. He lost a person. It's almost two persons. No, it's a person. Yeah, it
0: was a person. And he just decided to
1: close Townsman, uh, he announced, and it just closed last week. And it was sort of like a sudden closing to everybody in this. And I think what he's gone on is finding this, like, balance in life between my career, my passion, and my kids and my health. And I think a lot of what we're trying to figure out now is like in 2018 is we're all worried about feeding everybody else healthy and working about it is now what are chefs, what are people in the industry doing for themselves? And I think what we're all gonna do is we're gonna find time. We, you have to bake it into your schedule. You can't just assume you're gonna go to the gym every day yep. or go do these things. but. I think a lot of us are finding time to do that because we realize if you go at the old pace of the grind, and, and suicide's been a big thing in our industry too recently, that you get to the point, and it's yeah. scary. Mental. Listen, I suffer from mental illness. I, I don't want to like make a big thing of it. I never have. Um, I have my own things and depression and take medication. I can just tell you that like therapy and all those things help. Like they, I never, it, it helps. It helped me through my journey. I got divorced at a younger age, blah, 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 blah. But... The idea that I don't want to go jump off a building is really important to me that I don't ever get to that point. Yeah. And I laugh, but in the same regard, it's it's important to me that no matter how successful I want my business to be, I got to ask myself, like, if 30 hours more a week equals $50,000 more a year in salary, is that worth it? And yep. and and that those are decisions I'm going to have to make. Yep. But I can tell you going into this, I don't want to be the story that loses his wife over my business. Yeah. I'm already worried about all these things that are the downfalls of our business. So I'm going to have to work extra hard at making sure I carve time out for my family, for all these things and make it a priority. And at some point you have to decide, is the business more important than your life? It's, it's a, it's, it's a hard, it's, it's a, 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 a h- 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 scary, it's yeah. a hard
0: place to be because I mean, and it's not just for people in the industry. I mean, honestly, it's Any job, my sp- it's, it's like, how, how much are you putting into it and how much are you getting out? Meaning not just money, but fulfillment and happiness and, and, And the irony is our
1: parents would sit here and go listen to the three of them fucking babies talking about being happy at their job. My grandfather went to the same job for 60 years and I can tell you probably hated it. My stepfather owns a paint company. I'm like are you passionate about paint? He's like fuck no. But he's gone to that job for 30 years and I never understood how people could do it. But that was generationally how all of our families grew up. Was like you don't have to like your job. Like, what yeah. do you mean like your job? That's At least like, my family.
2: No, no, yeah. That's, yeah. no, that's yeah. no, that's our mentality. Right. But yep. down here, it's different. Everybody yeah. down here has like this like I gotta be honest with you, this entitlement thing. Like everyone's not oh, down
1: here, that's everywhere. everywhere. Like, you should everywhere. All love your job. No, no, yes, you should says.
2: love your job. But you know what? The other thing is though, you gotta like fucking work a little bit, you know what I mean? You don't get out of college, someone <laughs> handed you a hundred thousand dollars and then you have fucking Maserati. Right. You gotta go to work. People, but there's no shortcuts. But what I was going to say to you about what you were saying about the restaurant business, my mother used to drag all five kids to my father's restaurant, I don't know, two, three times a week to ensure the fact that we had dinner with dad those days. Nice. And let me tell you something we were five kids that were loud, and we ranged from 18 to one. What the? Wow. And my brothers worked in the restaurant, so my mother would drag everybody out to the table and we'd break bread and eat dinner, right? My fondest memories of eating as a kid were in the restaurants where like, you know, we ran around, we did whatever. I mean, we were horrible. Yeah. You know, and like the bartenders would make us like Shirley Temple's with too much grenadine and we would, you know, go You're fucking High on up. sugar. And we would go <laughs> mental. And my father would give us giant hunks of mozzarella because my dad had a pizza place. So we would eat mozzarella. My mother's like, they can't eat three pounds of cheese for dinner. I'm like, well, whatever. Yes, we can. And, us. <laughs> but that chaos in my mind always sits with resonates with me. Like, you know what? I chose this. Cri- I, ha- I don't have a choice not to give to the public. I choose for you to live your lives in my walls. I choose for you to have your baby showers, engagement parties, and unfortunately, funerals and all these things within my walls. I want you to be part of my life in my restaurant. And it should incorporate my entire life. So if my, giant, my kids are there doing something horrifying, just know that when you bring your kids and they're doing something horrifying, I'm not gonna yell at you. Yeah,
0: that's so great.
1: Because it's funny because if you go and if you go to Maketo, you see you see Seto with the kids, and yeah. it's it's a family affair, and that's eventually when we have kids, it'll be the same thing. Your kid will be sitting there playing with little wonton wrappers, and, and and that's whatever. You know, yeah, you're inundated with the business, and it's kind of, I, I you know, I feel fortunate. I don't. I know a lot of people that try to talk people out of the industry. Um, I'm just not one of those people. I think you just have to decide what your life is passion, and if that's okay. Like if you, um, yeah, I tattooed out of my arm. It says the, the most important ingredient passion. Yeah, um, uh, I, that's true to
0: all of life yeah. and not just specific to the food and beverage industry, but in uh, it, uh, as a creative director, I would tell people that all the time, if you don't wake up, breathe it, sleep it, eat it, drink it, bleed it, sweat it, whatever then you shouldn't do whatever it is right
1: yep. because
0: right. it's going to be you're gonna you're not gonna find happiness right
1: yeah. yeah.
0: because you're gonna chase something That's else true. that shouldn't be you and all along looking in the rear view mirror to the left or to the right wishing you were doing something else right and um, it's have yeah. set yeah. you up for some maybe some hard knocks but
1: yeah. it's'
0: Better to be happy. Yeah, of course. With a few bruises.
1: Yeah. Ah, I, I'd, I'd like to think, you know, listen, like I got a lot of friends that make good money and they're lawyers or whatever, but they don't have any story. They don't have any, there's nothing interesting in their life. It's like, I could have told you what their life would have been 15 years ago. Yeah. It was just, here it is, the inevitable. Have kids, get the house, do that. But like, man, we, there's so many yeah. stories behind when you're in yeah. the industry that um, whether it's your own story or people you worked with, like there's just, you know, my parents, when I was a little kid, I I asked so many questions, like, what do you write in a fucking book? It's like, now I could actually probably write a book. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to fucking write a book now. (laughs) Yeah.
2: All right. All right. Waterloo.
1: Thanks, Waterloo.
0: Can you uh, get sponsorship for Adam? Sounds great. Maybe a little podcast called The little, Designated Drinker Show. Oh, yeah, show. yeah. We, we, we like to be sponsored. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of the Designated Drinker Show, if you have missed anything that Gina shared with her cocktail earlier, just go to head over to designateddrinker.show. That's designateddrinker.show, and you'll find her recipe, how to, and whatnots on how to make this uh, these amazing cocktails that she always whips up. And then what we'll also do is make sure that it, um, people will have a link to uh, the Coconut Club and cool. see as it comes on board, as permits get that come website through. website going, but yeah. Yeah. Or or we'll follow you on Instagram, or however we need yeah, to do that. Make yeah. sure people see your progress, because all um, I know is I'm ready
1: for some poke. There you go, I wait, got you covered. Before
2: there. we before we exit, so Adam had the greatest name ever on uh, Instagram called oh, Topless God. Chef. Topless and then, Chef, no, Topless, 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 Topless. I was, no, Topless top, is I was so like, bigger. wait, did you yeah, say Topless, Topless Chef? Topless Chef, and then he changed his name to his real name, and yeah, I don't know how I feel. But about
1: I still it. have Topless Chef sitting in the background. I've, I've still I still own it. So the whole story, I was on shift Drink, the podcast and we went over this and people think it's really funny. But So I thought when Instagram started that it was gonna be like a domain name. So I went out and I got topless chef. Um, I was working at Barcelona, so naturally it works. I'm cooking topless. But realistically, the reason I did it and didn't do Adam Greenberg was I thought people would wanna buy the name. So my, and I swear this is before (laughs) I lived in DC. I thought Jose Andres would maybe contact me to take the name. (laughs) at Top Chef <laughs> and I wanted him to do that and then my own account sort of blossomed into this thing and I was Top Chef. I recently met with some PR people in New York and they were like listen you need to change your name from Top Chef to your own name because when people are searching for you they want to know who you are so change it immediately when we're done with this meeting. So I immediately was done with the meeting and I changed it to Chef Adam Greenberg um, and I, I buried Top Chef. I still have it but Jose Shift Drink tweeted something and Jose got back to me and said, "I'll make you dinner for Top of Chef," and it was like this whole funny thing. That's hilarious. Um, but that is the actual story behind it. It didn't work out. I've made no money on it. Some people like dm me and were like, "You better get money on that," and I was like, "I don't. No, nobody really wants it." Jose um, actually
0: made you dinner.
1: But if he made me dinner, that'd be cool. Like alone? Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys
0: had a lone dinner?
1: A, a date? Like a bromance? Are Jose and I having a dinner date? Yes. I, oh. I doubt it. A bromance dinner? That'd
2: I, be from what I
1: hear, and I did start this whole thing by saying I may have one or two drinks. I have a feeling I could laugh. About 30 minutes with Jose from what I hear. So oh, the way he does, he, he hits the margaritas I hear at OML pretty dope. So, I, I don't know that I meds can hang. Pal, so, margarita rather than, so home. I may need to invite a big group of people for our little dinner, but we'll make go. sure
0: we're there. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, Louise, All call right. it. I guess this is it. Thank you. You don't have to go home.
1: You, but can't you stay here. Yep, yeah, you
0: just have to get the hell out
1: of here. Out of Buffalo and Bergen. Damn.